When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. For the better part of three months now, anytime the subjects come up, I've insisted that the same player would end up being the team's only all-star. That's exactly, unfortunately, how it turned out. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates 8, Brewers 6. Visitors took 2 of 3 in Milwaukee of all places. Take it from somebody who almost always makes the Milwaukee trip for our company That is not the norm up there. But yesterday they got four home runs. They got another decent competitive start from Jose Quintana. And they got, well, it wasn't a save because you can't back into a save. But David Bednar did finish the game out, had a four-run lead, gave up a two-run homer to Kutch, but finished it off. And Bednar, way more importantly from the bigger scope, was named as Pittsburgh's only all-star. Of course, the fun emphasis there is on Pittsburgh, being from Mars Butler County. And David is, and I want to emphasize this, eminently deserving. He is anything but the old uh, obligatory representative. He has been outstanding as closer. He's been better than he's been lately. He was immaculate through two months, and then in July, he's seen some setbacks, beginning probably not by coincidence with some back issues that he had starting a month ago. But when he goes to Los Angeles to represent his team and his city, he'll do so rightly with his head held high. Uh, I don't even think I have words for it. It's unbelievable because, you know, I, I, it takes me to some of the guys that I've done it before and uh, some of the guys that I grew up watching to be a part of that group is really, really special. Good for him. I mean, if he strikes you as being a good dude and observing him from afar, you're actually wrong because he's way more than that once you get to know him, get to know his family. Uh, they're as authentic as it gets. They're everything you'd want. The Pittsburgh representative in Major League Baseball to be. But I will say, if it's felt like I had a butt coming through this whole thing, it's at least a little bit 
disappointing, or it should be, that the Pirates have only one, meaning that they only deserved one. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Also in that game yesterday in Milwaukee, Brian Reynolds was forced to leave because of what the team described as a right side injury of some kind. I'm not playing anybody's doctor here, but in baseball, that almost always means the dreaded oblique. He's almost certainly going to be put on the injured list, you would imagine. With the all-star break coming up, you can couple the time that he loses with the time that he'd miss anyway and hope for the best coming out of the break. But it was another bad break for Reynolds after he's spent about a full solid month now really bouncing back from the two not-at-all-solid months he had to open the season. He is, and has been, and probably still will be for a while, the team's best player, and he did reestablish that of late, at times fully resuming what would appear to be star status in the sport, uh, both offensively and defensively. But he's got to put it all together. He can't have these slow starts to seasons in a sport that values consistency more than any other trait. And he's had a couple of those now in this, his fourth season in the majors. Now, maybe some of that is Reynolds feeling the pressure of having to be the guy in an offense that more often than not doesn't have a guy. But if anything, my own experiences around the man would strongly suggest that the opposite is true. He seems to relish that. And that goes back to his time at Vanderbilt. He seems to enjoy being the main focus of an offense. All that went wrong for him these first two months, although he doesn't like to talk about this, he did tell me at one point, this was back in May, that it was more of a timing issue than anything else. He had just lost his bearings. Now, even the best of hitters go through this. Andrew McCutcheon once did a few years ago while he was in Pittsburgh, and he too just had a really, really difficult time, I recall vividly, talking about it. But then once he did, it was timing, timing. He's just missing on when it is that he needs to be doing this or doing that, and it can't be simulated in a cage. Well, one way or another, that's going to have to get solved because Reynolds has to be a star. Reynolds has to be an all-star in the equation that we're all looking at right now. Now, also yesterday, Brian Hayes single-doubled and homered, which sounds awesome, except that he's still having a 200 June after a not-so-great first couple of months. Yeah, he, he was productive in April. And fresh off the 
eight-year contract, there was even very early and deserved discussion that he could end up being an all-star for the first time. But then he fell off, and he didn't look a whole lot different than Reynolds. Although, for the most part, and we've talked about this a lot on this show, he continued to be productive, but he did so by maybe cheating a little bit. Uh, Whenever he gets in trouble, in terms of getting hits or just getting on base, he'll lean on hitting outside pitches and going with them the other way. Well, the other team knows this. They know this. And he's told me about that as well, where he said, uh, this was just last week, as a matter of fact, you've seen how they're pitching me. And that's what he meant. Well, he needs to go with it. That's what you have to do. You have to kind of talk the other team out of pitching you in a certain spot. Eventually, they get sick of it when you show productivity to the side that they're throwing to. And if you look at the kind of at-bats that he had yesterday, in particular the single and the home run with a single, it was low and away, but it was off speed, and he went with it, and he actually pulled it to drop a single into left field. A couple of bats later, he drove the home run on a fastball that was on the outer corner, looking very much, I should add, like the Key Brian from a couple years ago. A lot of his power went oppo. And then he forced them to start pitching him in a little bit more, and that's when you make mistakes and leave it up and over. And that's when he really took off. So, uh, I don't mean to turn a positive into a negative. I just feel like both Reynolds and Hayes have to become players who are recognized as stars for the Pirates to go anywhere. And for as much fun as it is looking at the rest of the system or looking at guys who come up or a Jack Sawinski story or something like that, I still believe that these two are the ones who have to get it done. And then maybe after them, you're talking about O'Neill, Cruz, and Sawinski, and not even going to get started on the rest of the pitching when we come back. J1Q! J1Q comes from Jake Lee, who asks, how many more chances does Chris Stratton get to prove he's not a back-of-the-bullpen reliever? Jake, this is a fair question, and within it, fair criticism. Stratton has not been, this year, what he's been in the past. 5.14 ERA, 1.51 whip. That one's really unattractive, but you know what's even worse than that? A 300 batting average for opponents against him. Like every dude that comes up is, you know, Tony Gwynn or Rod Carew or Pete Rose in an era when no one's hitting anywhere close to 300, it seems. So it doesn't even take some deeply analytical look into what's gone wrong for Stratton to realize that he's just not fooling anybody. And that in turn means that he just doesn't have his stuff. In Stratton's case, the stuff has always been about his spin rate. He's been able to work the baseball up there in a way that it's got a little extra movement, that it gets the hitter to do something that they don't want to do at the plate. That hasn't been there. So when he has 
given up contact. It's been solid contact. To try to answer your question, when do the Pirates realize he's not a back-end guy, I think that's already happened. Uh, You're watching these games, Jake. Uh, You're seeing Dwayne Underwood come in late. You've never seen Underwood come in late before, have you? You saw, for a spell there, Yeri De Los Santos start getting some of those opportunities. He hasn't been as effective since coming back from COVID. We'll see if that straightens out. I think it will. He's got wow, wow stuff. Actually, I'm going to use that as the adjective. He's got wow stuff. He does. Uh, 98 on the fastball. Lots of dynamism on the off-speed. But one thing I can also add here is that the Pirates are not going to be giving up on Stratton. And I know that's not what you asked. You asked about whether he should still be getting uh, leverage situations. The answer increasingly appears to be no. It appeared to be that way yesterday, by the way. Since the Pirates had that four-run lead yesterday in the eighth inning, Stratton comes on, gives up a hard-hit double. Shelton was right out of the dugout. That's it. Give me the ball. And that's probably what you're going to see more of here without completely pulling the plug. They love Chris Stratton. And when I say they, I'm not just talking about the manager or the pitching coaches. I'm talking about his teammates. They think the world of him. They see him more than anyone on the staff as their leader. I know there might be a perception, you know, Jose Quintana, because he's a veteran and everything else here. Jose kind of, he's a, he's a really cool guy, but he keeps to himself. And there's no one in that clubhouse, including Jose himself, who doesn't realize that he's going to be traded at the deadline. Whereas Stratton's been there. And by the way, Stratton's done that. And that's where the respect for him just goes through the roof. They speak of him in there the way they speak of no one else, meaning the pitchers. So I think what you're going to end up seeing here is just more work done with Stratton toward bringing back that spin rate, bringing back that extra oomph to his pitches that he's been missing. By every account, not least of which is the fact that he's still participating, this isn't an injury issue. He just needs to get some stuff back together. Good, good question. And again, it was a fair one. I appreciate that. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We will do another one of these tomorrow.